so hard I disconnected my camera. Oh, I don't talk to me about rocking too hard. Killian McCoy. Killian the Pooh joining me here today for podcasts to do. What's going on, Mr. Friend? 238. 238. Episode Wait, no, two, no, 250. Two, 258. Uh, uh, 20, I was 20, y'all. I was real close. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had the eight, right? And the two, right? One yeah. of, at least two, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I love you. I want you. There ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you now. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Cause two out of three ain't bad. That I I kind of sounded like Cher. I was going for meatloaf, but somehow Cher came out of me. You always reminded me a lot of Cher. Yeah, you know, but I, not Cher the musician. Cher and Moonstruck specifically. <laughs> you know, if I had a nickel, <laughs> say I, you know who you remind me of Cher in the film Moonstruck with Nicholas Cage. You ever hear that? <laughs> That's a good movie. I like that movie. I, I don't think I've seen it like since like the 90s, like since I was like a little, little kid. Nick Cage has that wild monologue where he talks about losing his hand. And it, all of a sudden it reveals that he's had a wooden hand this whole time. Did they? Did, that's a that's a that's a the uh, that's a plot point that they have in the movie. That's it's a, not really a plot point. He's only on screen for like five minutes, but then all of a sudden he holds up his hand and it's a wooden hand. He's like, "Damn, you know, alligator popped up and ripped my hand off." <laughs> the whole uh, the whole plot really is that Cher and Nicolas Cage fall in love, but Cher's like already engaged with Nicolas Cage's brother. Oh. Or something, something crazy. It's a real slice of life. It's kind of like that while you were sleeping movie. <laughs> what is that one? Oh, it's like a Selma. What the hell is it? Not what's Selma Hyatt? No, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. And uh, I guess she's Zach like Brad, Dak Shepard, and Dak Shepard and Zach Brad are all in it. <laughs> it's a love triangle between the three of them. Yeah, Garden State. <laughs> That's the. That's it was right on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't figure it out. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dag Shepard, was he in that uh was he in Let's Go to Prison? I think so. Um I think well I definitely know that he was in he he wrote, directed, and starred in the Chips movie. They re, re like they rebooted like the TV series Chips. And made it okay. into a movie, which they definitely should have just made it its own movie. It was such a good movie, but it was such a flop. Like it flopped hard because nobody cared about the show Chips. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a like, good point. It, uh, he was in Idi Idiocracy too. Yes, right? yes. He was he was yes. Frito. I feel like that's what I know him from. And uh he was in Punked, like in the first seasons of Punked. 
he was like the host of Punked? No, he was on it with with Ashton, and uh, he um, he was also he was also in Without a Paddle. Okay, I, I remember Without a Paddle. That's the first time I ever saw breasts on film. <laughs> it was Without a Paddle. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm, That's a yeah. fun fact. That's going to be a happy, question one happy, day. happy about that. <laughs> happy to learn that fact. And then they had real hairy armpits, too. That was the joke. So, oh, so, okay, so breasts with hairy armpits. Oh wait! It no, was, no, that up, was the first time like, I saw breast period. And it was like the, it was like up in like a tree house community. Yeah, they they were they were tree dwelling women, tree, and and they had hairy pits. And they had hairy pits, and the guys were like, "Whoa!" Which yeah. I don't I don't think to me I don't even I didn't even really understand. Like, you, you know, hairy hairy pits aren't the worst thing on a woman. No. Of course, definitely not. But, Certainly but, not. But 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 we'll have to say that we'll have to say that the world is definitely different. And thinking about like stuff that was easily part of the norm then had that that stuff's been norm like the normalization has changed to a different a different thing, which is so uh, relieving and it's so like uh, the world is growing in a positive direction in a lot of things. Yeah, you can't you can't get away with so much of that mid two thousands humor. Right, like a lot of it's not even funny anymore. Uh, You're just like hairy armpit women are like, hey, yeah, that's that's hey. the punchline of the joke is that they have hairy armpits. What are you doing? We we we're not being represented fairly. We're, what we do is beautiful. We're natural. But, to be fair, though, uh, they did live in a tree. So it probably captured a lot of bacteria in the armpit hair. In well, the I mean, armpit hair, the armpit hair would have probably been the least of their problems as far as hygiene wise. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Living in a tree, I feel like you'd be pretty, pretty nasty. Their yeah. hair looked. Their hair looked fantastic. On yeah, their, their head hair. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the uh, the sap, maybe the eucalyptus. <laughs> did, did you watch? I, did you watch the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation this Christmas? Not this Christmas, but no. I have seen it, and I and I for my other non-professional wrestling job, I had to chop up a bunch of footage for a YouTube video I was mm -hmm. making. So I, I, in a way, watched it a little bit. My favorite, my favorite bit from that, my favorite gag from that, and I might have talked about it before on something, but. If I didn't, I I just love when um <laughs> when when he opens the Christmas tree in the house, like he cuts the ropes and the tree fills up like the whole room, and he goes, yeah. "What's up here?" <laughs> and then and then he goes into bed and he's like reading a magazine while he's like chatting with his wife in bed, and his fingers get stuck on every page in the magazine. Hilarious, and he's. Ah, ah. Ah, and then, like <laughs> later on, she she goes to say something to him, like that's sweet. And he goes to like lean in to give her a kiss, and it or he goes to turn the light off, and his the lamp gets stuck to his hand, and he leans in to give her a kiss, and his other hand gets stuck in her hair. <laughs> what a good bet! What what good films? <clears throat> so it's that that doesn't that doesn't have a whoa, dude, this didn't age well. That didn't have a whole lot of no. Uh, that that was that was. Pre 
just like shock jock humor for the sake of shock jock humor. Yeah. You know what I watched um, that ages like milk recently is Blue Mountain State. Oh, was that a TV show? It was a TV show on Spike about a college football team in the yeah, mid 2000s. So I it's had everything that you would think. Ooh, that 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 TV show to me was very equal to a an amazing credit card offer. For me, the TV show was very similar to a, an amazing credit card offer for me, as I had zero percent interest in watching that show. <laughs> Hey, zero percent interest in watching that show. That's good. That's good. That's I remember. Good. I didn't know where you were going with that. I I remember always seeing like what's the lady who was like married to Charlie Sheen for a minute, Denise mm -hmm. Richards or something. I always saw her on the ads to it, and I'd be like, she was the yeah. coach's wife. I was. I'm still like, okay, well, like, why would I care to watch? Like, this is. I guess I'm right in the age range, and I'm right in the demographic for this show to be marketed yeah, towards me. Yeah, but in reality, you you weren't. You were. That's what they said the age range was. But in reality, it was like kids who who like thirteen year old kids who were mm -hmm. on their Pop Warner football team, mm -hmm. like or on the JV football team, like <laughs> that. Like high school and middle school kids were the demographic for that show for sure. Because that's it's all like all oh, the mascots jerking off that kind of humor. <laughs> that's that's not funny at all. <laughs> We're laughing though. I know it's, <laughs> because it's bad. It's like and, and and I'm laughing also because you're kind of dressed like a mascot. <laughs> I am. I was a mascot in college, you know. Oh no, I didn't know that. What were I was Sports Illustrated ranked me number sixteen in twenty fourteen in the NCAA Division One schools. Probably, what probably your, my what highest. Your, what were you? Even with what all the cool mascot. Shit, I, what are you a mascot for though? Like, what was the college? Um, I was a Mountaineer. Mm hmm. So I had a big, big head, and I did, I did mostly basketball games. I was just like lacrosse and like school events and stuff like that. You, did you did you get to slam it? Did you get the slam dunk on a trampoline? It was not a stunting suit. When oh. when you mascot, there's a, a street suit and there's a stunting suit. And technically, I would like roll and tumble and cartwheel and and fall down and stuff like that. But we technically, I was I wasn't supposed to do any of that stuff. In my street <laughs> suit. I would have to like. The little instruction is like, don't do blah, 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 blah. like they were. So there's a whole culture within mascotting. I mean, that probably isn't surprising the way the way yeah. niche things are. But um, yeah, the the company street characters, which kind of has the monopoly on mascot suits, they're very specific with what you can and can't do with with particular types of suits. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. This is uncovering a whole new facet. I had this I, thing, this that vest I, that I would mm -hmm. put on under the suit that had basically, you know, in the summertime, you would get those like freezy pops that, mm -hmm. that were basically giant freezy pops that would would be in this like 
almost bulletproof vest looking suit and they would slide in like they were plates and they would be frozen and they'd keep me cool. And they usually only last for like a half of basketball because mm-hmm. then they would melt and they would get really fucking heavy. And then it would just be <laughs> counterproductive for what you were trying to do. It's good for your core though, huh? Oh, I was in phenomenal shape when I was mascotting. <laughs> I was in crazy shape. Is it? This I was also dr- drinking a shitload because I was a, a sophomore in college. All right. So I wasn't in that good of shape. <laughs> so is there is there such thing as a scholarship, like a scholarship for mascots? Yeah, it all depends on, on school to school. I was the first mascot in the school in like 20-some years. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was like a very fledgling program. So I don't, I don't know what what it looks like now, but I got like, I got stipends, which was which was pretty cool. But I wish it had done more for, like, my actual massive college debt. <laughs> <laughs> but it helped some. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was able to buy weed with the stipend. Oh, I would, well, I would not. I would that's not. helpful. Yeah, they'd give me X amount. I had only spend like a fourth of it on the food, and then I'd you know buy pot when we got back to mm-hmm. campus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you think that like you know like at a wrestling show when you like go out after intermit or during intermission and you like sign stuff and take pictures with people? Did that kind of thing ever happen as a mascot? Oh, yeah, yeah, especially um, when I debuted. When I debuted, there was a lot of fanfare around it. Like, mm-hmm. big, like, like I said, first mascot in like 25 years. And their basketball team, it's a small school, but it's a Division One school. So it's like, it's a basketball program. It has a very, like, hardcore following in the area. And I was signing a lot of stuff and taking a lot of pictures and doing a lot of media stuff and, like, not not necessarily well i guess it is a meet and greet i i can only meet so much when i'm not able to speak but i was like, going to say you like people are like hey what what's your influences and you're like <laughs> just making move for the people who are only listening to the audio version of the podcast i'm dancing around <laughs> making a point to not say anything because <laughs> that's against mouth. the rules that's written in, in one of the street character rules that I was telling you about it's like when you're wearing the suit don't speak mm-hmm. don't be seen wearing just parts of the suit wear the complete suit but but uh, yeah the first the first initial debut there was like a, a unveiling ceremony uh-huh. at the beginning of the game um, there was a meet and greet after there was like uh, routines at halftime that we had to that we specifically had to go over for that event. Maybe you can because you're also on the cheer team as well when you're the mascot. Maybe you can clear up this very important question that I've always okay. had. Yes. What what exactly is a mountaineer? Uh, it's it's a big nasty mountain man. Okay. Do you have like an axe? Uh, I didn't have an axe, but a lot of um my character like like my design art like i saw i i was very present during the process of them planning it out more so near the end but that they showed me like 
this is all the work we've done. So I saw a lot of the design documents and mm -hmm. there was an ax a lot in that, but I don't think the finished design ever, ever got the ax, so to speak. Man. But if I think I, they were to give me some kind of weapon or object, that's obviously what it would be. Not brown, not brawny paper towels. That probably that too to clean up all my nasty sweat inside mm -hmm. the suit. Like the freezy pops, the freezy yeah. pops have melted and leaked out. Oh my god, that <laughs> if they leaked out, that would be an absolute nightmare because then the suit is even more wet than it oh, already yeah. is. And then it's then it's all then it's all gross and moist and stinky and heavy. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's stinky anyway. It's always going to be stinky, no matter how much you clean a big mascot. Have you suit. have you yeah, ever wrestled? Like, have you ever wrestled in in one of those big mascot suits? Um. No, I'm trying to think of like the most similar thing I've I've worked in. No, and then nothing nothing. One like year, that. maybe I'll have to do something. Like do you, that. Do you know Maven? Do you know Maven Bentley? Yeah, I know. I mean, one I know one year Maven. CCW. Yeah, one year Maven threw through a, a Halloween show at the arena, and uh, he had. Oh my god! I, it was, it was, it was a dog collar match between Clifford the Big Red Dog, which was played by me, and Scooby Doo, which was played by John Dahmer. I love that. Who, and it who was won? This, this silly. Look, it, it, I I think I won because um, yeah, Clifford's because, stronger than Scooby, because, especially if Scooby doesn't have the Mystery Incorporated with him. Uh, and there was also there was like a a, a a fan from the outside of the ring, which was um, it was my friend Bruce, but he looked like the kid that Clifford hangs out with. Like he had the same hair as him. He was dressed just like him. That's funny. <laughs> and he kept throwing Scooby snacks in the ring as a distraction. <laughs> that would work. That would that would occupy Scooby more than mm -hmm. winning. Yeah, that's good you'd, psychology. You'd th you'd think dog treats would distract both dogs, but eh, no, no, not Scooby snacks. No, no Cliff Sco and Clifford is always very task oriented. He's very goal focused. Scooby, not so much. Scooby wants food. <laughs> I just watched the entirety of Mystery Incorporated, which is the 2012 Scooby-Doo series. And what's really cool is, is like it's serialized. It's not episodic. So there's like an ongoing plot throughout the whole thing for the first time in Scooby-Doo history. Mm. And it uh, breaks a lot of the typical tropes that Scooby-Doo does, but like at the same time playing into all the notes you want to see. Uh, everybody's characterized fully they're not just like daphne and fred were never people before you know they had no personalities so this scooby-doo uh episode not uh it's serialized this yeah. show mystery team is that what it's called mystery incorporated mystery incorporated and it's a, a cartoon or live action it's cartoon it's cartoon but it's it's the best scooby-doo i've ever seen hmm it's uh, there, I, I like the live action ones a lot and I like Zombie Island a lot, but this is better than both of those. Was there was there a WrestleMania one? Was there like a there WWE? was there, there was two WrestleMania ones. Are, and and man, I'm I can't believe we're having this conversation and I'm asking this stuff like I'm truly 
Like I'm truly interested. You should. Uh, you should. This was, is what I, was, I'm good for on the podcast. Was, You'd rather was, have this than how I got my start. Was Matthew Lillard the voice of Shaggy? Matthew Lillard is the voice of Shaggy in Mystery Incorporated. And to me, he is peak Shaggy. There's no other living Shaggy. That is yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Since um Case Keenum died. It, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem, sorry. Who's Case mm-hmm. Case Keenum's like a quarterback from the uh, from 2012. It sounds for the Texans. That sounds like a scumbag promoter's name. Like that sounds Case like Keenum, just this ah, Case scum- Keenum. He ripped me off of $35. <laughs> he, back he, 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 he took off. He took off from the show with all the money. I I don't know. Case Keenum. The whole that- gate. Casey Kasem, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what's really cool? You know, he was a vegetarian. Oh, yeah. And so he told the network that's that Shaggy also had to be a vegetarian. So whenever you look at Shaggy's that he played, the sandwiches are like all lettuce and tomato. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, but now right. he just eats burgers and everything because. Yeah, cartoons don't think about being vegan. Mm-mm. They're like, nah, animals can't die because nobody dies in cartoons. Uh, they 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 kill people off. Well, in this, this in this in this Scooby Doo, yeah, pretty crazy. Is it like like the scream the scream series, but with Scooby? It um, if I had to compare it to something, there's a level of like self awareness. But it's not as goofy as like Teen Titans Go. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Oh man, have you ever seen Sonic Boom? Are you not a cartoon guy? I I just I I I like cartoons, but I think um I think I'm a good amount older than you. That uh oh. that 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 stuff is kind of behind me. Like, See, that, I watch even the new stuff. Yeah, that, I just watched Encanto, the latest Disney movie. Oh yeah, I saw the ads for that. I, I wanted to check that slaps. out. Best Disney movie in probably half a decade, like since Moana. Well, I mean, Soul was great, dude. Soul was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm not counting Soul with Pixar, but yeah, <clears throat> honestly, <clears throat> right now I like this film better than Soul, and I love Soul. Hmm. Well, I must watch Encanto. Encanto is very, very, very fucking good. And I'm a huge fan of Soul, but the, um, and it, when I first watched it, I was really high on it. But the more I rewatch it and the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, mm, mm, mm. like the more I, I see some, some issues with it. There's some real plot holes in this in this cartoon movie about life and death, which we know nothing about. Right. That that and the fact that it's like this message about, uh, you know, living your life. Not everyone has the privilege to do that. So thanks. Tell it. Thanks, movie studio for telling me that. And, like, I also think there's something to be said about um, Disney's relationship with people of color over the past hundreds and hundreds or however many fucking years that they've been around. But 
you know, that's not my place to speak on, but I, I will say, I think there's something to be said for go out and live your life and smell the roses and like, Oh, well, I can't afford to eat. So thanks. <laughs> thanks movie studio for telling me to enjoy, enjoy the good things instead of working hard, but I kind of fucking have to <laughs> like, Oh, go, go play an instrument in school. And they're like, Oh yeah, your mom has to pay $700 to have that, that instrument. <laughs> Your mom, who's working night work and is on welfare, and you take food stamps to school. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't do food that's stamps something anymore. They do. I they didn't do even cards. Consider when I first, it's something that I didn't even consider when I first watched it. Mm. But when I talk to this person, I talk to that person, and they like provide perspective. I'm like, that's a really fucking good point. And as much as I love the movie, and I, I think it's really good, and I think, like, everyone and all their kids should watch it, but it's just, like, little things that I think separate a really good movie from a stellar movie, like, Encanto. Did you like, Co uh, did you like Coco? I like Coco. I like, I think Encanto is better than Coco, even. Oh, wow. Then that's high yeah. praise. And I really liked Coco. I, I, um... I don't think I was quite as high on it as everybody else was. Um, I wasn't I, I nuts was about the music. Super late to the game on that movie, for sure. Like, I just yeah. discovered it within the last six months, probably. Oh, really? It's it's yeah. an emotional roller coaster. I definitely cry watching it, for sure. Oh. Um, That's almost a given when you watch a movie, like a Disney movie or a Pixar movie, right? So I watched something, and I recently cried multiple times and i watched it multiple times and cried every time uh there's a comedy special on hbo max by this comedian named drew michael it's called red blue green and it's um like he just dives into this like self-awareness and the like and the like the like waking up to the fact that like you're not you're not um not you're not holding yourself accountable enough for your stuff and it, and it's just like talking about him being in therapy and the stuff that like traumatized him and and like it it, it i mean i bet you anybody who watches it can draw comparisons to their own life yeah yeah there's something especially intimate right about that format of someone just on stage speaking at you with like because you know no there's like nothing between you and them like especially bearing their soul it's got to be fucking something intimidating about mm -hmm. doing that i've never done stand-up i know that you're a stand-up guy but i i Thank can't you. imagine just raw dog getting an audience like that I, I think you, you can absolutely do it. Like, I don't, I don't see, there's not even a moment of hesitation in believing that you can do it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's definitely something I've thought about, but I just, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, you, it's hard to imagine me being funny without other elements to play off of. Like, I know there's a whole science of, like, I put this here, and then I, I play off of that thing. But, like, I I have to do a lot of fucking studying to, to feel comfortable with the, because uh, it's like pro wrestling. It's like, is it's a formula, right? Like, I could, I could, if I could crack the code, I would be okay with it. But I have no idea where to even start with the code.
of stand-up comedy? Um, I think not knowing where to start is the perfect place to start. <laughs> and I don't. I think anybody who ever does anything who doesn't know how they're gonna start, that's where they started. Right. Like that's how you start. That's how you started your wrestling career. True. That's, they, that's, yeah, how, that's, that's, very that's how you started every relationship you've ever been in. Every True. every friendship you've ever had. Yeah. Like it's you 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 don't know where to start, and that's your beginning. I um I had the goal when COVID hit and all the shows started canceling and everything mm -hmm. of of writing just 10 minutes. I wanted to write 10 minutes of stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. And I I never did it. You know, it was one of it was one of like maybe two or three goals I had, and and it's it's the one that I didn't do. Uh, put that effort into like cinematic matches and mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog and and stuff like that. <laughs> right, but right. but that was the one thing that I was like escaped me over the course of COVID. Well, those things are fun, dude. I've been I've been meaning to tell you those things are are super fun to watch the cinematics and all the stuff that. That's been that's been uh, rad for people. I'm sure fans love it. I I haven't really heard much feedback on it because uh, you're the only person I talk to about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that seems like super fun. And I know, um, like you, when you introduced me to Dustin, you were like, "Oh, he's trying to get into into films and stuff." And you uh, you were talking to me about about uh making connective resource in in that some realm or whatever yeah and i'm like you guys are doing it and just the same thing where you saying like oh i i rely heavily on this or that element or this or that element to to perform um right i think those things rely on you i think <laughs> that that you're the common you're like the common denominator in all of those all of those things so I think as, 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 as far as the types of observations that you make, even, even the very, even the very like niche ones, there's going to find somebody who knows what the hell you're talking about. Right. Even, if, even yeah. if you, even if you bomb hard, bombing hard on stage is part of it. I feel yeah. like every, I, I feel like every time I've been on stage, I bomb like, even though, even though, like, I'll get off and somebody will be like, "Oh, dude, you killed!" I'll be like, "Yes, it sucked to me." And that's why right. a lot, a lot of my stand-up isn't doesn't have isn't online. There isn't video that much of it because, like, I'm kind of embarrassed because I know I have body dysmorphia about my comedy. I have comedy right. dysmorphia. Yeah, no, I I get that. I, I to be a good artist, you shouldn't look at your art mm -hmm. and be like, "This is the shit. This can't get better." Right. Like you should be picking out every single hole in it right. because then more than likely the next time that hole is going to be filled. Most likely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I have, I have a, a, I take exception to anyone who on anything thinks they know all they've got to know and just put a firm like heels in the ground. I, I I know everything I need to know and I'm not I don't have any desire to to grow or change or be better. And that's yeah. that's something I'm pretty against. Like um I, I, I tell the story 
pretty often. My my uncle, um, my uncle was like kind of uh, old, kind of racist, wrong person. And uh, he at Christmas a couple years ago, he he made a fat joke at somebody, and and I was like, you're. You just got your foot amputated from diabetes. You have no reason to say, to say anybody's fat, but you can't say it. Even if you think it, don't say it. Just stop saying ignorant shit. Yeah. And and he then said right to me, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Like, And I was like, fine with me. You'll be expiring sooner than me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hope- the always uh, that, you know, I can say whatever I want, but, you know, you also have to deal with those consequences. You don't have freedom from consequences. But then three months later, three months later, he was <laughs> he was in a comic book store having a conversation with the guy behind the counter, which, OK, let me say. My uncle uh, loved to argue and he was always wrong. So. People in comic book stores love to argue, and they love to be right. Yeah. So uh, sure. the guy at the comic book store, the phone rang. He turned to answer the phone, and when he looked back, my uncle had just dropped dead right in the store, like right on the ground. And I keep thinking about how traumatizing that might have been for that comic book store guy. But at the same time, maybe that's a story he'll tell forever. Oh, you think you're good at arguing? I, this one asshole was so wrong about DC. <laughs> he dropped dead from it. Oh my God. I can't imagine being in a passionate, passionate debate with somebody. And just turning around and you think they've left. And then you look under the counter and there they are. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. I'm sure he does tell that story all the time. I bet every new employee at that comic book shop for the next 15 years heard that story. Well, I mean, that was that was like two years ago. So. Oh shit! It wasn't that long ago. The new guy that just started today heard that story. Yeah, of course. (laughs) However, however much longer that comic book store is going to be around, there's going to be the story of the guy dropping dead in the in the middle of the comic book store. Oh my gosh! It happened right in March of nineteen. So like, you know, it was like uh, right when like COVID was a big big thing and. I don't know what killed him, but I don't, I've never heard any other stories of people instantly dropping dead from COVID. But I know he had lots of. Yeah, like, no, I don't know if that's how that works. That's that's wild. Right. It was it was like right. It matched up perfectly in that. I, I, it's funny because the week it happened, I got on stage for the last time in a long time because of the shutdown. And I did that yeah. bit. I did that bit about. Did it kill? Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I and I and I was like, uh, and I I don't know why I, I brought. I said my aunt said my aunt had told me the story from like her perspective, and I was like, well, real, real, real quick, I went on to this side thing, and I was like, uh what do you call what do you call your mom's sister? 
and I pointed out to somebody in the crowd, and they were like, aunt, and another person, aunt. And I was like, why do you say aunt? Do you think you're fancier than everybody? Like, what, what is wrong? Like, <laughs> what, aunt. What? <laughs> I get that. I get that it's. I get that it's called. It's spelled that way, and it looks like it says aunt. But like, my <laughs> my aunt Nancy. I'm not gonna go. Hey, Aunt Nancy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it feels. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the people that say it like that are definitely right. But every bit of my right. hillbilly mouth wants to say aunt every single right. time. Right. 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 <laughs> so what what's uh what's the hillbilly life now like down there? It's good. I mean everybody's got Omicron where I live, but <laughs> they all have other it. than that, things are pretty good. I do not have it, luckily. Oh, I know many people around town that it, where it's spreading like a wire wildfire. Very scary to go outside. Well, like it's like super asymptomatic. I know my my little brother had it, and and he said that he was fine. He's like, eh, I didn't know this was happening, but I took a test and it said I had it. So, huh? The the particular variant, the Omicron variant. Uh, he he just said COVID, and everybody who said asymptomatic and Omicron, the 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 uh, those have tied together in my yeah the that, way I've understood the, it. That's what I was about to say. I, that's all I've I've heard about it is that, and I mean I don't pay attention like I should, but luckily you haven't heard a lot of like, you know, there's been X amount of deaths recently from it. So luckily it's just like X amount of people are sick from it, which it, it seems like an improvement, but I have no fucking clue. <laughs> so I, I want to say uh, how important us hanging and chatting is. And I know this would be our, you know, technically the second time you've done the podcast, but I don't think the first one I really count like that yeah. sound. The sound was all shitty. And it was like, it was like the first time that I had like moved. For, I was, it's an ever evolving process. But the first time was when I had, I had just gotten microphones. I, before that I was just recording on my pot, on my phone or my iPad. Yeah. And, and this was the first time I got microphones and there was three of us and we were share we were sharing microphones. It just, just felt like such a like you you were probably like, what is this ghetto shit? Uh, no, I didn't I don't <laughs> I um I mean the, no matter how you do a podcast, it's always in a different way. I have a podcast too. I've had one for like the last three years and we're one, so inconsistent of when we record, and two, so inconsistent on how we record. Like, it's always just how you can get it, right? So I, I didn't think twice about passing a microphone or being huddled around in a random classroom. Mm. I, like, get it. I totally get it. Mm. What, what, what's your podcast called? Um, Arrows to the Knee. It is an Elder Scrolls podcast. So we talk about, like, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim... Elder Scrolls Online. Have I ever told you about when I was riding in the car with Craig and he started talking about Elder Scrolls? He started talking about Skyrim. Uh -huh. And 
and and he was just he was driving and I was in the passenger seat and he was actually just talking in his sleep. He was asleep behind the wheel talking about Skyrim. He was like, Oh, if you just look up at the sky and just the way that the detail on the graphics, I'm like, what are you talking about, Craig? He's like, what, what, <laughs> what were you that just talking about? So funny. And he's like, I think, I think I was talking about elder scrolls. He loves Skyrim. He, um, <laughs> he, he, uh, said that he hopes that Elder Scrolls never does a mobile game or else his marriage is in trouble. And then okay. four months later, they dropped a mobile game. But I think they're <laughs> fine. I think they're fine. <laughs> he, um, he was very excited to do the podcast. There, there's an episode with him in it, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So a little okay. six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's, yeah. that's the separation between yeah. my podcast and that. Yep. I guess besides me, but oh, and and you've done this podcast, and Craig's done this podcast. So true. All and the, Rob, all Rob the degrees. has done the Dova cast, and Rob hmm. has done this this podcast too. Yeah, I I think Rob's been on maybe two times, maybe yeah, more. I think you're right. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Rob, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Rob Robbie Radke. Yes, go to him for all your design needs and t-shirts, logos, highlight videos, even excellent, excellent with a computer. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I, as if you guys' friendship just cracks me up. I, like I can't ever uh, like think about when you guys are around each other and not like cracking up from your your silly goose energy. Yeah, we have so much fun. I'm I'm very blessed to you mentioned the cinematics and I, I appreciate you liking them so much, but it it's all them. Like if it was just me, there's no way I could do any of this stuff. Like they they are the reason that we're able to put out the stuff. People like Dustin and Rob and Miles and Eel and Erica, like very lucky to be involved with those people. Dude, let's uh let's collaborate on some stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do a cinematic. If we do, if we do one, let's do one where we go to like a a, a Delaware comedy club, and we'll do we'll do some sets. I'll we'll help you write a set. Perfect. We'll get, Perfect. Like a, do you like still a, have the uh, five minute you, set or something? Do you still have the no limits belt? Uh, no, I just dropped it. I just uh, dropped it. Dang it! I was gonna say you should put that on the line in in stand up <laughs> comedy against me. <laughs> No, I just dropped it. I don't have it Dang no more. It. Dang it. But I will be getting it back. Okay, when you get it back, well, do well, that and then and if, drop if, that. On. And and it's it's a race between getting that back or getting the belt from Sonny. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Take yeah. his belt. Either way, uh I think if Zach would go for us putting that on an episode of Overdrive. <laughs> Like, I think that'd be really funny. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> I'm down to do it. I'm a thousand percent down to do it. Well, all right. Well, and they'd be silly not to. We, we let we've we've pinned it. This is the moment where we've decided stuff will be epic. Yes, putting it <laughs> into the universe. Well, I mean, I've never, I've never done any kind of stand-up comedy that that uh has relate like that has crossed over to wrestling fans like wrestling fans and comedy doesn't i don't 
even talk about pro wrestling on stage. Like I, it's, yeah. it's a whole other, uh, it's, you know, I used to, I used to have a bit. I, I think I've told you about it. This bit that I used to do when people used to always ask me like, why did you become a wrestler? Why did you become a wrestler? They would always ask me. And I would say, well, you see, I wanted to do something different than my older brother who's a sassy homosexual that works in retail. So what I decided to do is I was going <laughs> to shave, shave my armpits, go tanning, put on tights and oil, and wrestle in front of groups in front of strangers <laughs> every weekend because that'll show them. That's funny. That is but, a good bet. But I, I think people think that me saying I'm a wrestler is a joke. People think that I'm joking when I'm saying it. Like, yeah. I would the, think so. The idea is, in my brain, I've connected this, that most people who see me or hear me for the first time or see me for the first time, that's the, the I only exist in that moment to them. Like, yeah. so my past doesn't matter at all to these people. And any anything I'm telling them about me, they're thinking it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way they know how to take you. Uh, so, like... You remember when I when I had my surgery back in the day, I had to stop wrestling for a little while, right? And and I was doing stand up more often, and I I uh, I tried to talk about real stuff real quick, and I talked about how um, after the surgery, I my whole face over here was kind of numb, like for about seven months, where I I couldn't feel my my whole right side of my face, and every once in a while, I would just get these like. Stinging pains right in the top of my head, right here, in my, in my like above my eyebrow. Yeah, and and I would and I would just, it just hit me, and I like hit like my like I was just hold, for the people who are just listening to the audio. I'd hold on to my head and kind of like go like it was a sharp pain in my head. But then I would mess with people who'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'd be like, "Oh, my, I would be like, oh my god, have you talked to your mother?" Like I would act like I was having <laughs> visions. Oh, have you have you? What was the last time? When was the last time you, Dave? Somebody with the date with the name Dave? Do you know somebody with the name? You got to say it's not this, is it? Because then when it's not, you can be like, okay, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't. But then when it is, you say yes, yeah, okay, I knew it. Uh, uh, what's what's this matriarchal character in your life? Uh, the are they an aunt? my mom? Oh my are god, they, are they an, are they an aunt? Are they an aunt? <laughs> That's a callback. That's what we call a callback in mm -hmm. comedy. Mm, classic. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give you the opportunity. <clears throat> I would like to give you the opportunity to uh, ask me anything you ever wondered or say. And I know I did this last time. Say anything you want to say to me that's on the record. Ask me anything that you want the answer to. And you're going to get the shoot answers. Give me your experience with Winnie the Pooh. Well, when I was a boy, my room was completely covered in Winnie the Pooh. Like I had for real. Yes, my room, my, my mom, my mom, uh, our Christmas decorations at the house were always like Winnie the Pooh Christmas decorations, like the Christmas tree ornaments. There's like a hundred Winnie the Poohs on the tree, and um, I, uh, I actually. Uh, for Christmas, got my mom a an Eeyore Funko Pop, cute, cute, with, with like Santa, with like a Santa hat on, 
And I got for last year, I got her uh, Winnie the Pooh one. So, yeah, I, I, that's my that's my my experience with Pooh. And I dated a girl who I used to always call Eeyore all the time because she was a like a bummer. Oh yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> uh, my family, we all went to Disney World. Uh, I can't even remember how long ago it was, but it was very, very long time ago. And and I was on the phone with her, and she said, she told me that she was going to Disney World. Once I got home, she was her and her family were going to Disney World, and they went, "Oh man, that'll be fun!" And she went. I guess. <laughs> At that exact moment, the guy in the Eeyore costume walked by right. on the phone. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> I'm attached to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched so much Winnie the Pooh content in the past three months. Yeah, well, why? What's what 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 sparked that? I would set it off exactly. I um over quarantine, one of the things I did was I watched every Disney and Pixar movie, mm-hmm. starting with the Disney Renaissance, which is of course the Little Mermaid. But the Pooh films are something I skipped out on. So I think this was just a result of of me finally like getting to that point. And I'm like, all right, let me try. And I haven't watched like many adventures since I was a kid or uh the Grand Adventure, which both films I used to watch a crazy amount when I was a little kid. So some you know, of it holds up, but some of it's uh, nutty. You, you know my my biggest my biggest like head scratcher with Winnie the Pooh was what's that? That the, his name was Winnie the Pooh, and yeah. everyone called him Pooh. And no one called him Winnie. I don't understand that. <laughs> Why did no one call him Winnie? Yeah, I don't know um, really the syntax of his name. I've never or, really or why the the poo? I don't like why the poo. So Chris, the story is Christopher Robin, the actual Christopher Robin, A. A. Mills kid, the person who wrote Winnie the Pooh had these things in his life that he would refer to as poos. And they were the things that he liked. There was a swan that would come by the house and it was one of the poos. And of course his stuffed bear was a poo. And then he found out about Winnipeg, which was this Canadian bear that like some story was run on him or something. And it was nicknamed Winnie. So eventually the bear got the nickname Winnie it was already a poo, which in Christopher Robin's mind was a thing. Things can be poos. So that's how the name Winnie the Pooh became a thing. So none, none of the other characters got called the Pooh. They're like, there's Rabbit the Pooh. There's, Ru, <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's Rue the Pooh, which makes <laughs> more sense than anything. <laughs> and t- Tigger he, the Pooh. He didn't have a stuffed bunny and he didn't have a stuffed owl. Mm. And that's why when you watch Christopher Robin, the movie, um, they're portrayed by just actual owls and rabbits because Christopher Robin didn't have a stuffed version of them. A.A. A. Mill just 
picked a couple of local wildlife to include in the story when he originally wrote Winnie the Pooh. I, I never saw the movie. <laughs> you should watch all all the Winnie the Pooh films. Really, really, just Grand Adventure, many of uh, many adventures, Winnie the Pooh, two thousand eleven, and Christopher Robin. I think I saw the Heffalump movie in the theaters when I was a when I was a youngster. Of all uh, the ones to watch, you went with the Heffalump movie. Uh huh. You're I, sick. I think that is that where you got the big goddamn cinematics from. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but a lot of the uh, a lot of our storytelling inspiration comes from A.A. A. Mill. I mean, I, I grew up on this content, so of course, like everything's just my version of the blustery day. You know, I just saw the Jim Carrey Grinch for the first time this year. I really, what you yeah. think? Uh, it was. Exactly. You, you know, well, uh, I got I got um, hired to play Grinch at the mall and like to take pictures with like kids and dogs and people and stuff. Yeah. And I wanted to like watch it to understand what it was. And I noticed it was just him doing his Tony Clifton character from Man on the Moon. And I, the whole thing was just Tony Clifton. So when I did it, I just stayed Tony Clifton the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Bob, yeah, what's your last name? Up and down in the water? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he really is just Tony Clifton that entire time. It's funny because, like, as a kid, I had so seen Grinch before I saw Man on the Moon. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So to me, Tony Clifton is the Grinch, which is very much <laughs> the, the other way around. Yeah. I think because I was doing this thing where, like, if everybody was away from me, I would do, I would just put my hand on my put my head on my hand like that yeah and long fingers uh-huh and and this woman came up to me and she said <laughs> she said you seem really bored and i said you're not making it any better sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> and she's like what and i went go away and she went me me like and i'm like i'm playing the grinch you idiot get away from me <laughs> like <laughs> like she like somebody she's gonna go complain to the boss the Grinch was too mean <laughs> the, the Grinch was rude to me you need to get a nicer Grinch <laughs> you, you show up here as the Grinch you say nothing and you just take pictures and that's it no you gotta work the Grinch thing yeah, I was plus like, that's all the rage on TikTok right now. You know, everybody's doing that Grinch filter. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't know about that. I don't. I don't watch TikTok. You well, the thing about TikTok is it infests other social medias. Like if you go to a Facebook or you go to Instagram, it's hard for you not to see TikToks. Well, you know what the weird thing is for me with that when when it comes to. When it comes to tick, I treat TikTok like I treat video games. Like I know that I am not very skilled at video games, nor do I have the amount of time that it would take to get very skilled at a video game. So I'll just play it a bunch of times and I would lose. And then I go, okay, I'm losing my productivity by continuing to try to play this video game. That's not my full passion. It's right. not what I absolutely want to do with my day and my life. Yeah. So, so that's why how that's how I look at TikTok because I watch my girlfriend scroll for hours on TikTok and like lose all that time, and like she'll be like, "Oh yeah, I was up till four in the morning." 
And I'm looking like, at yeah, TikTok. Yeah, well, 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 no, I don't want that. Yeah, it. <laughs> I, um, I mean, it gets it gets bad enough, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not above also losing my time, getting stuck in stuck in a time suck on yeah, my as phone. As a content sure. creator, it's tough not to, right? Like you, yeah. you're always on these social platforms. Mm -hmm. How are you not gonna scroll? And then how is scrolling not going to turn into doom scrolling? Yeah. It's impossible. Doom scrolling is the definition of uh, doing nothing with yourself instead of scrolling. Is that what it's, that is? Uh, uh, is? Or the is that? I'm doom sorry, scrolling is more like letting scrolling affect your emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. Which... Uh, kind of kind of part and parcel for for social media a little bit but like at the same time you can very much be like you know this is what it is this is this is just the internet but hard to do that in 2021 all right just a couple more quick things and then i'll send you off the hot dog and a handshake you know and then right off into the sunset okay one a segment that I call audio time travel. This being our our first one-on-one -on -one singles conversation that we're having on the podcast. I want to have you uh, realize that this 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 audio this this recording all this is outliving us. So let's say twenty years from now, twenty. 2042 someone stumbles across this audio who cares immensely about you and really wants and loves you and wants a timestamp on who you are right now and a message directly to them what are you telling them um i would tell them the wonderful thing about tickers is that tickers are a wonderful thing their tops are made out of rubber their bottoms they're made out of spring. They're yeah, bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the wonderful thing about Tiggers is that I'm the only one. And then that's when I ripped this off and I have the Tigger costume underneath, mm -hmm. which I wish I'd planned that out, but I just mm -hmm. Yeah, I just yeah. have a dirty sunny deed shirt on <laughs> instead. <laughs> it's, what was really funny about that is uh, there's a good chance that, that, uh, <clears throat> that anyone listening on on just the audio is it gonna know who sunny dirty sunny deeds is <laughs> and they're gonna think that you're wearing a dirty shirt that is a sunny deed shirt they're like oh he's just wearing a dirty shirt they're just picturing you in like a filthy ass shirt like it's got like, all the sweat from my poo costume on it you you're like you were like you were a uh uh, a, a mechanic who was working overtime and you unzipped your Winnie the Pooh overall to reveal a greasy shirt. Yeah, I ran home real quick <laughs> from my from my job over at the Jiffy Lube. <laughs> All right. So want to real quick. Um, I, I know I've probably said it tons and I'll say it to you more tons and tons of times is uh, how grateful I am for the the currency of your effort and your time and your attention. And I'm grateful to you for your friendship, and I love you, and I can't wait till we see each other again. It's always fun hanging around with you. And that's all stuff I want on the record. So if this stuff, you know, of course, outlives us, 
That's what I once said. That's what I want made made sure it's absolutely known by you that I love and respect you, and uh, I I treasure our friendship. Thank, but I love you too, and thank you for having me. It's always a blast talking to you. No, always way, a great conversation. The the way I wrap up every episode is uh, I'll say hypothetically I've gifted you this show, so this is. Episode one of your new podcast, Evolving with Killian McMurphy, or Killian the Pooh, and in a very, yes. in in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, you would just put a pretty little bow on this whole episode and give us the takeaways and uh, wish us all wish us all how you'd want us to receive this message. I think I think the lesson we learned today is always be yourself. No matter what, always follow your heart because you, only you know what's best for you. Did you ever see the Jerry's thoughts where he uh, he tells people that monogamy is the only way of life and that love isn't divisible? <laughs> no, but that's a, that kind of makes me seriously reconsider talking about Jerry Springer every episode. He, uh, he, he looks right at the camera and he's like... If you're feeling love for more than one person, that's not love. <laughs> and I, I was just gonna do that bit, but I was like, no one's gonna get that reference. I have to, I have to explain that before. I... <laughs> it's, it's, I, and that's something I just happened to like turn on Pluto TV to the Jerry Springer channel and happened to catch that because I've YouTube the shit out of that clip. Looking for it. Nothing. Can't find it at all. I'm Jerry Springer telling you marriage between a man and a woman and you better abuse your kids. <laughs> that it was literally one step away from that. I was I was waiting for that. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, Jerry, we know you have four mistresses. You can't you don't, don't lie to us. That was him. That was his his way of trying to tell his mistress that he don't love these hoes. He he was he not was, to get attached. He was he was he was on a he was in a, in a cover mission. It was just a cover mission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He went yeah. to bed with her that night. He said, "Baby, you heard the episode today. Yeah. We can't keep doing this." Yeah, those those final thoughts weren't just final thoughts on the show. They were my final thoughts to you. Get out of my house. Oh God, that's great. <laughs> Love it. No, no. Uh, what's your best impression? Um, I I do a really good uh, big dust impression. You want to hear it? Yes, but one moment. I would like for you, in your best big dust impression, to say my my closing line is on the show. But first, I'd like for you to say it as big dust. And then I'll say it, and then we'll rock and roll out of here. And we say, say, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Uh, be fun, have safe, and keep evolving. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is this has been awesome. Uh, anybody anybody who's listened, uh, thank thanks so much for the effort of your current or the currency of your effort. Uh, make sure to hit that subscribe and like button and follow if you're watching on Twitch and. Shoot, dude. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.